Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Prom season is here, and now you can get help landing a date from the prom master himself, R. Kelly. Because my heart is so big. R. Kelly goes to more proms a year than anyone. Four, five, six, fifty, you said. So trusting someone else with a promposal would be a huge mistake. That's stupid. Use your common sense. R. Kelly can teach you how to prompose in person or on social media. Is this camera on me? And he does not mess around when it comes to getting a yes. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. R. Kelly's Promposals, the service that won't take no for an answer. I don't need to. Why would I? I believe that together we can make America great again. Who the hell opens a podcast with an R. Kelly sketch, Sean Barry? We do. I'll tell you who does. That's a good answer by you. Good guess. Yep. Uh, name of the program is called Everybody Calm Down. Uh, this course is hosted by myself, Jimmy Fallon, head writer for the Kennedy Show on Fox Business. You can watch us Monday through Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this show, of course, uh, produced by audio engineer to the stars, Sean Barry. Good morning, everyone. He is with us. Uh, glass of Michter's firmly in hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know firmly. The hand looks a little wobbly. i got to oh. be honest. Uh, we, of course, are sponsored on this episode of Everybody Calm Down. And every episode of Everybody Calm Down by the good folks at the Michter's Distillery. Uh, be a Mictors guy. That is the manifesto of the show. Just treat people right. Behave. This is an audio safe space for cool people. We don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. We just want a place where people of all political persuasions can come be cool. They can come be Mictors guys. Why do I lead with R. Kelly, Sean Barry? Because it's a little bit of a hullabaloo on uh, on the internet today. Uh-huh. Because rapper T.I. I don't know if you saw this story. I did, yeah. Here's a proud moment for all the sponsors. Rapper T.I. has been taking his daughter to the gynecologist to make sure she's still a virgin. Apparently, there's some kind of check you can do. Yeah, they check to see if the hymen is still intact. Oh, good. Get, we, oh, God. I'm so can say that, What the can hell I? did you just say? I don't even know. I, this is a, the problem is, it's, man. It's not even an accurate first, way to see. If, first of all, like I read the story. I was like, more like T.M.I. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't need to know this, dude. Get your life together. Um, But I say this today more so than ever, and it's the reason we kind of prepped this with a disgusting R. Kelly sketch, because this story kind of vacillates into that part of town. You really got to be a mutter to host a talk show in this day and age. You know how they say in horse racing, you got to be a mutter. You got to be willing to run on a sloppy track in order to win nowadays. You got to be a mutter to do any type of talk radio or talk podcast. I enjoy a nice sloppy track. I know. (laughs) You're disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's gross. Sean Barry. (laughs) You know, but, but the point is, I just, as I'm sitting here, like looking at an outline for what's going on in the world today, there's no good part of town to go into. There's no smoothly paved road anymore. Right. To like, I, like, think about this. I looked at the news and was like, yeah, we should probably talk about this guy checking on his daughter's virginity. Yeah. That's the safe story. On her hymen. We could, well, sh- what? That's, that's literally what they're checking for. Gross. Harry, that's it. We're suing. <laughs> We're going to sue. Just, just stick with me. The point is. 
there are no good stories any there's no like safe story left in the world i was like i'm just looking around i'm like oh well there's a cartel killed a bunch of people in mexico oh, yeah. I'm like oh yeah oh jeffrey epstein is in a hoe bill yeah. bill gates is talking about jeffrey epstein i'm like i don't know i'm like at least this is the one story where there's at least a woman of age because this girl's over 18 yeah she's 18 now. so it, like i this was you know my hands were tied is what i'm trying to say ladies and gentlemen so if you were a little offended by that r kelly sketch up front buckle up because yeah. it ain't going to get any prettier <laughs> from here uh colby hall is going to join us shortly on the show this is his second appearance on the program he of course is a superstar founding member of mediaite mm -hmm. they're the people who call balls and strikes on the media i wanted to talk to them today uh specifically about this abc news story where Amy Rohrbach, uh, morning anchor on ABC News, was, um, you know, confessed on video to the network killing the Jeffrey Epstein story and sitting on it for three years, despite photographic evidence, credible witness testimony, and proof that both Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew were involved. She is caught on a mic saying all of this and that they killed the story uh, because they didn't want to piss off the Clintons or, or not be able to get interviews with the British Royals, which mm. is interesting, Sean Barry, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can put some other type of spin on it and explain to me why this isn't as egregious as it looks, but to me, it looks pretty bad. Mm. In, in a world where we're all haranguing T.I. for wanting to know if his daughter's a virgin, we've put 10 times as much effort into chastising T.I. as we have ABC, who's actually enabled the rape of underage girls. Right. T.I., for whatever you want to say, maybe, yeah, this is very intrusive. I got to be honest with you. It's not my parenting style. No. I don't have to go to the doctor to check on Lincoln's virginity. I just got to look at the shape he's in. He's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he's the best. A lot of tough love in the Fela house. But the point is, T.I. Is, was trying to stop an underage girl from having sex. He's the bad guy. Mm. ABC News enabled probably hundreds of underage girls to have sex. Underage, yeah, by not, not, by not, not coming out. Yeah, right. not necessarily by choice. Right. Nothing to say about it. Nothing to say about it. If the ABC should have, if, if, you know, I, I don't know. If, if T.I., I don't know. I don't even know how to equate this. You know, there could be like, uh, you know, if only he was a rapper or vice versa. But the point is, yeah, I, I don't know where to start. But it says something about this American life that this was the easiest story for me to choose today to lead the show with. Right. And you all have a hand in that. You've all got to think a little bit about, like, what am I contributing to the world? You know, like that moment we've discussed in the past where someone sends you a depraved video, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, I thought you would like this. Right. You're like, wait, what kind of message am I giving off? Right. That this horse <laughs> made them think of me at this Tijuana circus when the horse and the woman got on the stage together and they dimmed the lights. Yeah. I'm like, what? What am I? Should you I know, shave? You know who would like this? I tell you, that's Jimmy. Jimmy like that's this. Jimmy Fallon. We send this to Jimmy. And it's like, what are you? This is a question for you to ask yourself during today's sermon. What are you contributing to the world mm. that we've ended up in a place where the easiest thing for me to do as a talk radio host was get into Ti checking on his daughter's virginity right, and juxtapose that against AB. ABC News covering for a serial pedophile, a billionaire pedophile. It's a disgusting story. I'm not happy about it. And I'm bringing on an expert to discuss it in a second, Sean Barry, because that's what we do on this show. We have grown up conversations. I guess. And speaking of, I have a I have a lunch with the Mictors guys today. Speaking of grown up no. conversations, this could be the last episode. It's not the last episode. <laughs> I know everybody's been thrilled with the show, and we thank all of you for your support. It's been great. Mm -hmm. uh, and we shout out uh, everybody 
who reached out last night following the Kennedy show. We did another episode of Fake News of Florida. Mm-hmm. Stellar. Awesome. Probably the best segment we've ever done on the show. I mean, it was completely off the rails, but it was fun. You know, it's, it's nice to watch a cable t- a news show. I, and I mean this not as someone who's associated with the program, but just as someone who watches how regimented news shows can be. Right. It's nice to watch a show that's Skip. not afraid to behave like it's like it's a cable access show. Right. Completely off the rails. It's props involved and all kinds of wacky nudity. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> You'll have to watch it. I posted it online. But Colby Hall is here. And, and so far as we know, he's still willing to join us despite what we just did to open the show. Mm. He's still willing to come on the program. So we'll get him on the Mictors line when we come back on Everybody Calm Down. music Sean Barry can only mean one thing we are calling the media cops <laughs> we have called the media 911 joining me now on the line a founding member of Mediaite and a man who has never taken a woman to the doctor to make sure she still has her hymen. Uh, the lovely so far as we know yeah, the man. lovely and talented Ouch. Colby Hall returns to the Hello, program fellas. How you doing, Colby Hall? Thanks for having me. Of course. This is a big deal. Thanks for being a repeat offender on Everybody Calm Down. The reason I lead with this T.I. story, which I'm sure you've seen in the news. Yes. um, And he is certainly taking a lot of flack for wanting to ensure that his daughter is a virgin, which strikes me as a little rich on the same day that we're all piling on T.I. for making sure a woman of age might still be a virgin. Most people outside of conservative Twitter haven't had a lot to say about ABC actually covering for a serial pedophile who was ensuring that lots of women weren't virgins anymore uh, against their will in some cases. Isn't it a little bit disgusting out there in the news today, Colby Hall? I'm not willing to comment on that as part of the media elite. No, it, that is a, it is a really, it is really a stunning story. Um, and, you know, it really sort of reveals that, you know, sort of there's there's a different conversation in media circles behind when the cameras are off mm-hmm. than that which is on. Um, you know, I, I, there is some complications here, and I believe that, you know, Project Veritas, led by James O'Keefe, they've done some really interesting work. Mm-hmm. However, you know, there's, a, there's, there's reasonable criticism about the way that he goes about surreptitiously uh, uh, capturing people. Uh-huh. So I think a lot of, I think, I think some media have sort of ignored it on principle of uh, Project Veritas, though that doesn't take anything away from what she was saying and pretty damning indictment on, yeah. on ABC News. Um, and it, I don't... I don't think it's going to get any better. Part of it, we already knew it had been reported, but to see an ABC anchor say it on camera in such stark uh-huh. you know, detail was a little unsettling, especially yeah. when you see the way that it's been ignored by so many other media outlets. Yeah, well, when you hear things like, we had Bill Clinton, we had Prince Andrew, we had everything, you know? Well, you know what's interesting about that is that, uh, and this hasn't really been reported, but uh, you know, the individual that was running ABC News, can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So um, 
an interesting detail that's sort of been gone underreported is that James Goldston, who the ABC News president, uh, you know, he's British, uh, he's, he's, he's from England, and, you know, this whole sort of, you know, appealing to the Queen by ignoring the Chris Andrews story uh-huh. uh, as a means to kind of keep access for uh, the coverage of the royal family. He was invited to and, and joined uh, President Trump at the royal dinner this summer. Wow. So, so James Goldstein, not only I mean, he's a British national, but there could have been, speaking of quid pro quo, that could have been a thing where, you know, the Queen was looking out for James Goldstein because he looked out for President Andrew. But that's all, that's all speculation. It, it does raise some eyebrows, however. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little shaky, man. I mean, because we, we get a lot of lectures in the press about, you know, covering for women and, and caring and, and all these virtuous platitudes get thrown at us every day. But I think what we've realized is that what this story illustrates more so than ever is that it's a bottom line business. And, is, and for all the talk about journalistic integrity, I'm sure on some level, as we learned with NBC and Harvey Weinstein, I'm sure on some level they are they're all more concerned with their own welfare than the subjects of the stories they purport to care about. And I just like a story like this, not because it happened, because I think it's disgusting, but I like these moments where the media elites get called onto the carpet uh, and exposed for what they are, because, you know, them by them silencing this story. This allows, excuse me, I mean, hundreds, maybe if not thousands of of women uh, to be swept up into the sex trade, which is supposed to be the thing where we care about more than anything is we're supposed to be protecting the kids. And uh, it didn't look like the kids really had a lot of blocking on the offensive line this time around. Um, Can this hurt ABC News or do you see this as a media critic? Is there just not enough interest in this story in the media for obvious reasons? Well, no, there, there's, there's, like, there's no shortage of interest. It, it, it's a really tricky thing, and there's, mm-hmm. there's so much to break down. First of all, journalistic standards don't truly exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at you know cable news, it's not really news; it's more entertainment packaged as news. So mm-hmm. it's not as though the coverage. I mean, it's a, it's, it's capitalism. It's free market, so they're giving the people what they want. Mm-hmm. There is the irony, though. Here is that this story is only getting bigger, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, it's truly the sort of um, conspiracy theory that almost everyone's getting behind, right? Yeah. And it's not just ABC News covering it. It's, it's this sort of mysterious death by Jeff, Jeffrey yeah. Epstein. It, it's known as like a horseshoe story in that this, you know, is there's real interest on both the right and the left. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the individuals involved, you know, range from, you know, Bill Clinton to possibly even President Trump. Now, wow. that's all sort of what is suggested, mm-hmm. and it's all conspiratorial. But yeah, I suspect that news agencies or, or these entertainment outlets they they will see that this will be a big story, and I think you're going to see like a 2020 uh, episode of dedicated to this on ABC News. Wow! Now, in fairness, ABC. I lost you for a second. It sounds like you went underwater. Hold on. Am I here now? I a little bit. You just got a little wonky on me. I mean, a lot of okay, people sorry. don't. A lot of people don't know. I should have mentioned that you're running from your bookmaker right now. Because today is Thursday, a settle-up day with the NFL bookies. <laughs> you're, in, you're in Parsippany, New Jersey, speaking Mandarin on another phone call at the same time we're doing this interview. I'm in, uh, I'm in the Meadowlands, you know, yeah, it, it puts you, the cannoli. You and Jimmy um, Hoffa are hanging out in the end zone in the Meadowlands right now. The, the Meadowlands end zone. Um, so, you know, ABC News claims that they couldn't back up, you know, uh, they couldn't confirm some of the reporting. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know, that could be legit. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it was three years ago. 
let's just say the nation's eyebrows are permanently raised over every part of this story. Well, well, yeah, let me let me jump in, Cole, because you made it. You made a good point. OK, you said ABC News says they couldn't confirm all of this detail. Uh, so they sat on the story. Where was this journalistic integrity when they were throwing Julie Swednick on the air to slime Brett Kavanaugh, a woman who wasn't remotely credible, uh, who said she was Brett Kavanaugh was running a high school rape ring at keg parties she had been attending for 10 years and they had no problem running any of that story and it just exposes the agenda i guess is what i'm trying to say is beyond it being a bottom line business this is one of those moments where people's distrust in the media is only heightened because there's a level of hypocrisy here that's stunning the allegations that were run to this day uncorroborated against brett kavanaugh were run with no interest in even corroborating them but right. these, but but this was sat on with credible witness testimony, photographic proof, and a, a, a plea deal that Jeffrey Epstein was already a part of. So we, it wasn't like uh, we weren't speculating that Jeffrey Epstein was a bad guy. He had already oh. struck a plea deal uh, for this exact charge that we're discussing here three years later. Right, he admitted to being a bad guy, and yeah. yet you know the, the scale of which he was a bad guy that implicated other sort of big people and very powerful people and very wealthy people on both sides. And so I think that that is the bottom line here is that it raised serious suggestions that news organizations are run by powerful wealthy people and they you know curry favor to other powerful, you Mm -hmm. know, wealthy people because they don't want to lose access Mm -hmm. because really it's access journalism. All these people are doing that. To say that it's a double standard though, I don't think it's fair. I think think that's like the most generous way. I think it's like a complete relative standard. Like there aren't standards, right? So (laughs) to to say that there are double standards means that they actually have standards. And (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't even give them the benefit of that, of the doubt there. It's a, it's a crazy story. And again, people have asked me like, do you think it's going to go away? It's like, hell no. Like this is only getting started because the more that we peel back the onion, the more questions are raised and eventually news organizations are going to have to see like, Oh, there's a market here for this information. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. If they, if they suddenly show any interest in being journalists again, this should be the story of the century. You've got a British Royal, possibly two presidents, one of them sitting in office now. And, uh, this this should be the story of the century. I mean, in terms of a sex scandal involving all of these Illuminati type level of people, Yet we've somehow swept it out to sea. I personally, I was so happy when Jesse Waters, a guy I like quite a bit, had the dog handler pull the Epstein didn't kill himself on the air the other night. Because I just, I like keeping up this balloon because I think it's hilarious and I like watching big people sweat. I'm also amazed at their ability to make stuff go away. Um, but my, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say this to you is, is we've gotten to this level of of Epstein now where there is enough of a public curiosity in this story. Correct. Is that the kind of thing that can motivate news networks to rekindle interest, or no? Because all roads lead to them not doing their jobs three years ago. Like, what do you predict well, is going to happen? Well, I mean, it's impossible to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the real answer, the honest answer, is we'll see. However. You know, any story will reach a tipping point where that you know, so any news organization will cannot ignore it any uh-huh. longer. And you know, the Amy Robach thing is one part of the angle. I think that's sort of an interesting. It raises questions, but the larger story is like what really went down. And there's so many creepy things, not just his like sort of supposed suicide slash possible murder. <laughs> 
but his weird island with the temple and like these I mean it's it's crazy and it literally everyone that's ever dismissed QAnon conspiracy theories has to go back and go like Wait a minute. I mean, the place was called Pedophile Island, (laughs) Your Honor. (laughs) Ladies and and gentlemen of the jury, (laughs) the place was called Pedophile Island. Like in the in the journalism court of law, I have no further questions, Your Honor. (laughs) And we're done. Kobe Hall. So much fun. Seriously, get to your parent teacher conference. I appreciate you taking time out from from your journey on the lamb today to talk to us because we needed a credible source on this let's get together soon and i'm sure i'll see you fox thanks colby you're you're a hero talk to you soon man there he goes colby call the crowd goes wild i can only assume was in a trunk in in the back of a car somewhere in new jersey you know why i love podcasts for that reason too yeah is because you're really getting a slice of life in a podcast you're not getting as i was saying this earlier I love Kennedy because we'll drive it off the rails on purpose, mm. just so people watching at home can see a broadcast that gets as discombobulated as they are watching it in sweatpants with food all over themselves right. or beer or whatever the hell they do. Um, I like the realism of, of a live podcast for that reason. Yeah. We lose a little bit of a signal. Well, you just you move on the fly. You could understand what he's saying. It's a little tough here and there. but he yeah. sounded, What he was saying is vote Trump 2020. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who cares? He doesn't, Kobe doesn't care one way or the other. Neither do I. I mean, that's the beauty of the show. That's why mm-hmm. you come to the gosh dang show, Sean Barry. That's right. uh, but the point is, as we head to a quick break... I like that pedophile island. It was called Pedophile Island. <laughs> shaped like a it penis. It was called Pedophile Island. That's what it was called. We all knew that. It was something commonly referred to in the news. They were flying to it on private jets all the time, although it eventually ended. And what they did, for real, is because there is a national flight registry telling um, the FAA who's on a plane, mm-hmm. because they have to account for people if lives are lost and stuff like that, what Epstein eventually started doing is flying the jet not to Pedophile Island. They were flying to a nearby island in the in the British uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, or the British Virgin Islands. And then Ghislaine Maxwell, his madam, who was the one recruiting the underage girls, mm-hmm. this is real was meeting them and flying them over in a helicopter to Pedophile Island because that was a way to avoid the direct flight registry to Pedophile Island. The old loophole. So we know this. We know there was an island called Pedophile Island. We know heads of state have gone there more than 20 times, Bill Clinton alone. We know Prince Andrew has been there and by all accounts credibly accused of shacking up with an underage girl who has provided photographic proof of uh, of her knowing him and meeting him. Mm. Photographs of her with... Prince Andrew at Epstein's mansion in New York. Photographs of her with Prince Andrew at Pedophile Island. (laughs) I repeat, it was called Pedophile Island. ABC News gets caught on camera saying, yeah, yeah, we had this story about Pedophile Island (laughs) with all these heads of state. But we sat on it because, you know, she goes, the best part of her quote, she goes, "Ah, who's Jeffrey Epstein? Who would care about this story? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Meghan Markle is 85th in line to the throne and is surrounded by 5,000 reporters a day, every day. Who would care about a British royal being swept up in an underage sex scandal? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the whole fucking world. Do your job. Drives me crazy, Sean Barry. Drives me crazy. On a show called Everybody Calm Down. Well, just... Because we're parents. Here's how you'll calm down. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. T.I.'s daughter still has her hymen. (laughs) Okay? Just know that. (laughs) 
Now the whole world's thinking about T.I.'s daughter's honey. It's so funny, though. Because we're madder at T.I. for making sure his daughter's still a virgin mm. than we are at ABC News for making sure thousands of women aren't virgins. Yeah. How about that, everybody, for a little bit of a double standard? We've got some other headlines when we come back. We'll try to behave better. No promises, because we are worked up on everybody calm down. And now, great moments in presidential history. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. You know what I just noticed, by the way? Because that bit is produced by A-List Comedy. I'm a head writer for A-List Comedy, obviously. In addition to being a head writer for Kennedy on the Fox Business Channel, I am the head writer for a radio service that, supp- that supplies topical humor to 200 radio stations a day. Um, it's fun. But what I just realized the editor did is when he bleeped out the word ass, which I don't agree with. I think you could say ass in 2020. I don't know. He did kind of do something cute and use a donkey because it's a jackass. So instead of like a beep, I almost feel like I would have liked it better with a beep because I think beeps are funnier. Mm -hmm. He's getting creative. I like what he did there, but I don't know if it's too cute by half. I don't know. I'm going to have to send Moose and Rocco over to (laughs) the studio. I think you're overthinking it. I don't know. That's (laughs) what I do on this show. You come here to think. We're thought-provoking broadcasters. Here with our community college degrees. Yo, I got another letter on Monday. We laughed out loud. Jenny and I, I got another donation letter from Nassau Community, an alumni really? letter. You know, our pal Dave Follick works at Nassau. Right, right. I think he's sending them to troll me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, nope. That was the one thing about going to community college is you were never going to get hit up for donations. Right. Because they just assumed you needed them, yeah. not them. It's like 1200 bucks for a year. <laughs> no, I'm like, what am I donating to? <laughs> You're not even charging these people, you know? People are saying, like, oh, we're going to provide free community college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do wind up paying for it later in life. Yeah. <laughs> you go to community college. Uh, a couple of quick, I went, I know. Uh, a couple of quick, couple of quick proposals here. A couple of headlines. Kamala Harris, you're a parent. How do you feel about this one, Sean Barry? What do you got? Kamala Harris proposed keeping schools open for 10 hours a day. 10-hour school day. No. There's no chance, right? No, no, no. I mean, first of all, ki- kids know. Kids think school is five hours too long right now. Yeah. First, second of all, teachers know. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this is part of like... I don't, her- under, I, I don't understand the concept, period. So 10 hours of what? Just just beating these kids over the head with textbooks all day? Making yeah. them learn, learn, learn? Like, they're kids. Also, don't you want to spend time with your family? Apparently, no. extracurricular activities. Kids get off school, they have other things to do. Music lessons, sports, etc. I, mean, I know. It's not all... We know what it is. I, I think she wants Willie Brown's kids to be accounted for for an extra three hours so she could get that D. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I mean, seriously, though, based on her criminal justice record as a prosecutor, she's probably just conditioning them to be in, being in state custody at all times oh because she'd be the worst assistant principal ever. Oh, you threw a paper airplane? Five years in prison. Yeah. You're like, but Mrs. Harris. Hey, nope. 
Kids get six hours a day, and that's max. And that's max. And it's, it's almost like she's trying to tank her campaign at this point. I don't understand that at all. Really? I know. Like you know, like because they're all a lot of the Democrats have the same ideas, and 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 that would be the same if there were twenty Republicans running. A lot of them would have the same ideas. So it's mm-hmm. not really a partisan statement. So they do have to find signature issues where they can distinguish themselves. But Kamala Harris, literally, whoever strategized this, fire all of them. Yeah. Fire them immediately. The dumb, I'm trying to think. Fire them. Why not have a policy called, yeah, well, no, we're going to kick puppies. Under my policy, <laughs> if I'm elected, we're just going to kick puppies Anytime all day. Anytime you see one, you kick Anytime it. Anytime you see a puppy, I just want you to kick it. Yeah. And I'm like, Kamala, what are you doing? Like, this is almost like out of the producers where she's trying to tank on purpose. A 10-hour day. If your kid started school at 9 a.m., you wouldn't see the kid until 7 p.m. How about that? That's insane. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a work day I don't want to have. You could you like literally give me money this, for that, and I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, so if you're wondering, Kamala Harris, why the state of California has you polling five points behind OJ, I yeah. think this is your answer right here. Ridiculous. Kamala Harris, a dopey politician. I agree with that. Interesting one, Sean Barry. Uh, latest polls have President Trump trailing Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Elizabeth Warren in a head-to-head matchup. Here's the caveat, though. Don't get excited. I'm not excited. I know. These are national polls. Mm-hmm. National polls are irrelevant because the election is decided on a state-by-state basis. We don't vote nationally. We vote individually by state. And in the New York Times polls of battleground states, he's actually beating all of these people. Mm-hmm. He's either beating them or he's within the margin of error of two points in these polls. So it's really funny how news networks of all stripes run with national polls because they don't mean anything. So to give you an example, in the Democratic primary, Joe Biden has been the clear frontrunner in national polls since July. But the first nominating contest is in Iowa. He's in fourth place. The second nominating contest is in New Hampshire. According to those polls, he's in fourth place. So it's like, why are we even discussing national polls? Because mm-hmm. they don't matter. No, It's because polls aren't reported to report opinion. They're reported to shape opinion. Right. They basically hold national polls to bludgeon the public with them so people get a narrative because everybody wants to vote for a winner. So you talk about national polls like, oh, Biden's winning. I want to vote for the winner. You know, Nobody actually talks about the polls that are going to decide the election, which is what really matters. So right now, Trump is, you know, probably he's in a 50-50 spot right now. I don't know that he's, you know, I don't know that it'll get better. I don't know that it'll get worse. That's not my job to figure it out. Uh, but the point is, uh, it seems like he has a very good shot at re-election. It can happen. And you never know. I, I don't uh, want to. He definitely does. I think all these polls are kind of BS uh, for the most part. Because we have still have so much time to go. Oh, we yeah. haven't even figured out who's running for president on the yep. side of the Democrats yet. Thank so, you. Thank come you. Come on. Let's, let's Thank relax. you. Everyone relax, you stupid Thank polls. you. Thank you, Sean Barry. He's a voice of reason on this show. I'm telling you, though, you're the guy uh, that everybody needs to listen to. And Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you because I care. Tell it like it is. For real. There you go. Oh, boy. I don't know if you saw this, but we're parents, so we got to discuss it. Florida man, Uh 51-year-old Florida man. This is not part of last night's fake news of Florida on Kennedy, which I implore you to watch. I posted it online. 51-year-old Florida man arrested for groping Princess Ariel at Disney World. God. Just come on, man. He just got all hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't fucking help himself. <laughs> he just couldn't. He's, she came walking he was by. Doing well all day. <laughs> and you had the one princess in the in the clamshell bikini. And it just, just it just got to him. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like the reality of being this guy Ugh. is uh, you know, this guy's a dirtbag. Right. You know, we're not trying to apologize for this. We're not trying to absolve him for it, what he did. He's usually good at keeping it under wraps, but uh, <laughs> just 
Got to be that time. Of I day. don't see you doing any better in the booty department. <laughs> but the point is, like, you know, yeah. who are these people that think you're getting away with anything in Disney World? Yeah, seriously. There are literally five billion cameras, mm-hmm. and this is a guy who's in Disney World alone, which means you have ten billion cameras. Like any adult that walks into Disney World alone. I don't know if you realize this or not, but you're being followed by all of security. Right. Like, all, literally, they, they check you in, they take your picture, they run you through the sex offender registry, and away you go. You are now on every candid camera there is, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, this guy walked into Disney World and uh, apparently saw Princess Ariel. This is the actual story. And followed her around the park uh, and then just went in and grabbed her buttocks. And uh, that's a real thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never been in a position. I don't want to. We try not to judge. You know what I'm saying? But this guy saw Princess Ariel, and in his head, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he thought the mood was right for love. Yeah. He thought it was time, girl. It, it was a whole new world. It was a whole it's new a world. Yes. I don't know if that's the right. That is. That's the song. That's the that's the Little Mermaid. Is it? Yeah. I, I think now that might be Aladdin. Now that I think about it. Oh, what is the one from Little Mermaid? Under the sea. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, girl, I want to take you under the sea, baby. <laughs> they say there's other fish in the sea, but as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you the only barracuda I need, girl. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to tell you. But stop grabbing asses yeah. at Disney World. All right, I'll, I'll one-up you on the Disney joke. The judge sentenced him uh, to five years in prison, or three if he has a fast pass. There you go. Disney jokes on the show. Let's just pretend that whole sequence didn't happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do about this. But um, good God. Former Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Running for Senate in Alabama. His middle name is Beauregard? Yes, it is. I fucking love That's that. That's so great. Doesn't he sound like he'd be a character in the Dukes of Hazard? Oh, for sure. He'd hang out with Bo- Boss Hogg. Yeah. <laughs> Get Beauregard on the phone. <laughs> Kennedy always does it. She'll go, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. And I love it so much. And it's like she does it enough now that I don't even have to write it into scripts. I mean, it's, oh, it was her line anyway because right. I didn't know his name was Beauregard. She was the one who hit me to it. And uh, it's one of my favorite things about the guy. But everybody's like, uh, you know, Jeff Sessions, you know, shouldn't be running for Senate, you know, Trump attorney general. I'm like, yo, do you know who the last Republican to run for Senate in Alabama was? I'll give you a hint. He's trying to win prom king right now at, at a lot of high schools in Alabama. It was Roy Moore. Right. Roy Moore was the guy who was in trouble for hitting right. on chicks at a shopping mall when they were 15. So say what you want about Jeff Sessions. This is better than we're improving. I'm not saying we're all the way there yet. What's with all these pedophiles, man? Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. Dove Davidoff used to do a joke where he was like, uh, you know, he's like, we got a lot of priests hooking up with kids. He's like, I, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I think we need to start looking into these sexy teenagers or whatever the hell he said. That's funny. But like, yeah, I don't know. Leave the kids alone. Jeff Sessions will leave them alone. Although the problem with Jeff Sessions, you, I don't know if you know this about him. Uh, he's pretty, he has a zero strike policy when it comes to marijuana use. 
I'm not talking a three strike. He's one of those guys that would put you in jail for life for well, smoking weed. Well, then you know what? He's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Just give me a break. <laughs> you smoke a joint in Alabama. Jeff Sessions will give you life in prison. That's yeah. just how white folks will do you. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, it really is. We move on. A uh, couple of quick ones, uh, and we head for the road. Uh, legal documents show that Stormy Daniels still owes President Trump $293,000 from the defamation lawsuit she lost against him. Mm. So Michael Avenatti, this is how shitty of a lawyer Michael Avenatti is. Forget that he's even in prison right. and all of that jazz. His old client, Stormy Daniels, owes money to the President of the United States <laughs> A guy who might be worth, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars himself, right. although he claims to be worth 10 billion. Who knows? I'm sure he's worth plenty of money. But the point is, um, she owes money. He, she owes money because Navinati beat her out of cash. But they filed this ridiculous defamation of character lawsuit uh, against uh, the president that backfired because you really can't. I don't know. Can you defame a porn star? You know, when when your when your signature piece of work is like butt sluts too, right? Is I mean, what can we say that reflects negatively on you? And it's not to judge porn stars there, but for the grace of God and some abs go I. Mm. You know, I don't have the body for that. Mm. I could be. You know, what kind of pornos would we be in? Um, Guy with my physique. I don't know. Debbie does nothing. (laughs) Like like dilf porn. I guess is that a thing? (laughs) Is that a dad I'd like to bang? I guess. Oh, get out of here! All right, if I'd be a dilf, I'd sign up for being a dilf. (laughs) Unfortunately, it would be all it'd be on male sites, though. It oh, would yeah. be chubby chasing. Oh, yeah. No, this is all young, gay stuff. Young yeah, guys. Sure. Yeah, it wouldn't be girls. That's <laughs> no. the problem. We could be in porn. Oh, for sure. That's the good news. The bad news <laughs> yeah. is our co-star. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Woo. One more for the road. I don't even know if this story is worth telling, but I'll tell it because I care about you, Sean Barry. And oh. I, I come here. I like to have honest conversations on the program. Uh, former Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez been linked to a fourth murder he committed suicide in prison two years ago mm-hmm. but he's been now been linked in a new book to a fourth murder he killed four people wow. while he was alive on this earth which means the number could grow cops are saying it's four right. i don't i don't know how to talk us out of this circle so if you've got some jokes well i don't know i mean like i don't know the people he killed were they some sort of like weird gang oh you're like that trump supporter there was a trump supporter on cnn yeah. the other night yeah well they asked her if president trump shot somebody would you still support him Okay, and the CNN reporter was obviously trying to point her in the direction of a no, and the woman goes, "Well, it depends on who's he shot." <laughs> yeah. and then the other woman goes, "Yeah, who to shoot?" It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of truth to that. It is. Yeah. I admire the honesty <laughs> because we're supposed to be like, "Oh, there's no place for that kind of talk in today's politics." Oh, sure there is. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't see. I'm not encouraging anybody to shoot anybody. I don't want that. No. That's not what we're you know bar- bargaining or advocating for here um but the reality is not a lot of people like each other right now (laughs) i think that comment was emblematic of just how wide the chasm has gotten between Mm -hmm. like and dislike which is why we're out here trying to opiate the masses on everybody calm down calm down we have people on every day we don't agree with uh some that we do but the point is we don't let our differences define us because at the end of the day we're still americans we still like the same things. We like the Kennedy Show. Mm-hmm. We like State of the Union on Amazon Prime starring Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. We like Follow That Car, A Cabbie's Guide to Conquering Dreams, Conquering Fears, uh. Achieving Dreams, and Finding a Public Restroom. That's how yeah. long it's been since I've done book press. Achieving Fears. It's Conquering Fears, <laughs> Achieving Dreams, and Finding a Public Restroom. That, 
That was the catchphrase for my book, Follow That Car. About the time I spent driving a New York City taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, tells the story of the nine months Jenny was pregnant with me. And the greatest part of the book is that it's published um, by Big Top Press, which is a subsidiary of Charles Osgood's. He is, of course, famous for hosting CBS Sunday Morning for 30 years. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman that like plays the piano and does all these nice, wonderful, whimsical, intellectual vignettes. Right. And he published my book, which is like, yeah, so I'm in a fist fight with this trans hooker who's arguing with me over the Knicks trade for Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> it's like, literally, when he told me he wanted to give me a book deal and publish my book, he's like, but I'm going to put it on a, a secondary imprint yeah. because, uh, he's like, how do I say this? Our content's a little different. It's <laughs> like, how is it? I didn't know. Nice way to put it. I thought, you know, you would have, you know, my sort of thing on Sunday morning. You know, you guys don't have people on Sunday morning who are still out from Saturday night. No, you don't do that. We can't play the piano with me with a black eye, you and a cardigan on. No, we don't. You don't say, huh? But uh, hey, man, get on to Amazon. You can order that. Watch Kennedy tonight. Uh, it's the last episode of the week. And then we have our post game show. Uh, where we all go out to the bar and have a Michter's on the Champ. We do that every Thursday. Did you know that? Yes. Of, of course, you did. You've actually been to one of these. Mm-hmm. Holy hell. Not only have you been to one of these, you've been to one of these that spilled out onto the streets with one of my Bose Bazooka S1 Pros mm-hmm. where we walked around Times Square blaring the Beastie Boys yeah. at like 2 in the morning. It's wonderful. Because that's the kind of upstanding professional news show I work for. <laughs> uh, be a Michter's guy, wherever you are. Be a Michter's gal. Uh, don't be a Michter's kid. No. We're not allowed to say that. No. Enjoy this quality uh, product responsibly. And yeah, don't touch kids. Uh, and tune in tomorrow. Yeah, don't. how about don't touch kids, <laughs> you losers, ABC. And tune in tomorrow as we close the week in style with a Wife Privilege Friday. Jenny Fela, star of Fox News Across America. She's the most talked about guest of last week. Let's see if it went to her head. She joins us in studio tomorrow on Everybody Calm Down. <laughs> Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.